Hello and welcome to Thriving Foundations Podcast, where we talk all about nourishing your little one from their very first bite and beyond. If you're a holistic, crunchy, or health-conscious mama, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Alyssa, and like you, I'm blessed to be a mother, but I also happen to be a licensed pharmacist who's obsessed with all things natural and holistic. That's right. I'm a crunchy pharmacist, and I've made it my mission to help you optimize the health and development of your little one through protective nourishment so they can grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self. So if you're hungry for more, let's dive in. Hello, welcome to episode number four. I'm going to start this episode off a little bit different, but I hope some of you, if not all, will find hope and inspiration during these dark times that we are going through. So I want to read a a verse. It's scripture. It's Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for all good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. So There's so much going on in the world, and I just can't help but feel like it is truly a battle between good versus evil rather than political parties and what have you. So I just, for all of you that are feeling the darkness, just remember that good is going to come out of this. It's hard. It's so easy to get caught up and dwell on the bad things that are going on in the world, but I think that we just have to have faith that God will turn it to good, and He always does, and we're going to come out so much stronger, and it's going to be amazing what what He will turn every all the evils that are going on right now and turn them to good. So, that's what I wanted to just start this episode off with. And I debated it for a while, but it's such a big part of my life. And frankly, this is my platform. So why not share? Right. So I hope some of you um, just can find a little light in that and hang on to that and keep moving forward and know that things will get better. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to address one of the most heavily debated questions when it comes to starting solids. When is the best time to start? There are risks to starting early, but there are also issues with starting too late. So what is the sweet spot? Well, this is a heavily debated topic that I don't think will ever be resolved because like many other issues, we as parents have to decide what is best for our children. Despite the title of this episode, I'm not going to tell you there is one best time. It is important to respect that every baby is different and will be developmentally ready for solids at different times. Parents' opinions and values will always differ, and health experts will always approach the topic with a different perspective and lens. So for example, From a holistic nutrition perspective, we might consider how delaying the introduction of solids allows the digestive system more time to mature, while public health experts might advocate for early introduction of iron-fortified foods to combat iron deficiency. Collectively, the research does seem to suggest that most babies are ready for solids between four and six months. However, multiple health organizations 
advocate for exclusive breastfeeding or formula feeding for the first six months. And these organizations include the American Academy of Pediatrics, American Academy of Family Physicians, UNICEF, Australian National Health and Medical Research Council, and the Canadian Pediatric Society. So it's important to know that some babies might have medical reasons that warrant them to delay when they are introduced to solids. Um, And so these might be babies who are premature, babies who are medically complex, or babies who have some developmental delays. And of course, always work with your trusted healthcare provider to determine when is the best time for your baby. So before we dive in further, if there's one thing that I want you to take away from this episode, it would be that just because your baby is ready for solids does not mean that they are ready for all solid foods. I think it's incredibly important to introduce foods in a way that is intentional and protective of their health. So as I've said before, protective nourishment is vital to ensuring the optimal growth and development of your little one and to ensure that we are reducing their risk for different illnesses and diseases. So if you didn't catch it in the last episode, I put together a free guide that outlines what I believe are to be the four most important elements of protective nourishment. And if we use these elements, I truly think that we can transform the health of our children and future generations. So if you want a copy, click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to the free download. All right, so what's so magical about ages four to six months? Well, this is around the time that babies typically start to show signs of readiness. And you can think of these signs more like developmental milestones that indicate that your baby is ready to start eating solid foods. So these include things like sitting up independently, the tongue thrust reflex is starting to disappear. So this is babies are born with this reflex. It's a protective reflex that if something enters or comes near their mouth, they stick their tongue out to push it out. That is a protective reflex that helps prevent them from choking on something. Their pincer grasp might be starting to develop. This isn't necessarily one that um, is, is super common as sometimes babies this starts to develop as they are eating and they're trying to pick up those small pieces. So this isn't present. The pincer grasp is not present. Um, It's not kind of a definitive sign that baby is ready because your baby might not have that, but they might be ready for solids. And they're eager to participate. So if they're sitting with you, they're reaching for your food or they're, you know, they're paying attention to what is going on. Um, And then baby is ready and willing to chew and able to turn their head or indicate they're done. So this is super important. Uh, If you can imagine, say you were doing uh, spoon feeding or you're, you know, obviously if, if you put food in front of baby and they're not even reaching for it, baby's not quite ready. Uh, And we don't want to push that. And if you are doing spoon feeding, you want to make sure that your baby's able to turn their head and show you that they're done versus just If we're just feeding them, they're not developmentally able to, you know, indicate that they're done eating. How do we know when they're done? And we might be overfeeding. Now, there are some false signs of readiness that uh, we often mistake as signs that baby's ready. And these are things like baby waking up frequently throughout the night, uh, breastfeeding more frequently for breastfed babies, babies smacking their lips, and sometimes uh, parents think of babies too big or too small that they're ready for solids. Well, 
around the four to six month mark, this is when babies are really becoming more aware of the world. And thus, when they wake up, they might be more likely to want to call out for mom or dad or want to be up and breastfeed. Um, breastfeeding, of course, is not always for food. It's often for comfort. So as babies are going through that, you know, pretty big four to six month mark, um, their, their leap in development is so big that it's a lot. It's a lot for babies. So they often will want to breastfeed more or might be waking up more frequently. And then the smacking lips, they're often just exploring their mouth and then baby being too big or too small. That's not every baby is so different. And just because say a baby is on the smaller side, eating solid foods isn't necessarily going to help them, you know, bulk up or, or get bigger, if you will. Those are signs that are commonly mistaken, but, but they're truly not signs of readiness. And oftentimes some, some healthcare providers are not fully up to date with the most current research, or they might, um, you know, they might mistake some of those signs for signs that babies should start solid. I think that we as parents should be advocate for our child's health, educate ourselves, and know what's best for our baby. So in addition to these signs of readiness, starting around six months, babies will often need complementary foods just to support their growth, uh, satisfy their hunger, and help meet energy and nutrient needs. So for example, around six to 12 months, iron and zinc stores that accumulated in utero are starting to become depleted. So during this time, babies actually require more daily iron than an adult male. So it's important to note that there's a lot of factors that affect when that kind of those iron stores become depleted. Um, and some of those, uh, the majority of baby, babies' iron stores are built during the third trimester. So think about like premature babies um, that are born before kind of or during the third trimester um, are often born with less iron reserves. Not observing delayed cord clamping is another factor. So it's really common practice to clamp the umbilical cord immediately after birth. Um, however, by delaying that cord clamping, even as much as three minutes, that allows for 50% more blood volume to, to pulse from the placenta to baby. And at six months, that can result in approximately an extra month's worth of iron stores. So as you can see, there are many factors that affect when your baby might be ready for solids. And I think we just need to kind of take into consideration um, our baby's unique situation and determine when we think is the best time for our baby. So are there risks to starting early? Well, some studies do link early introduction of solids before four months to an increased risk for things like food allergies, eczema, obesity, and even decreased milk production in mom. So also from a safety perspective, starting solids before four months can pose an increased risk for choking as baby might not have the oral motor skills needed to safely move food around in the mouth, or they might accidentally inhale food pieces. Another thing to consider is the risk for nutrient deficiency when we're starting solids too early. So think about how small baby's tummies are. And when 
the foods that they are consuming when they start to have solid foods should be extremely nutrient dense because they're not getting very much of them. So if we're starting solids too early and they're not very nutrient dense, baby is going to be filling up on calories that are not providing the adequate nutrition needed to support their growth and development. So we know obviously that breast milk and formula is uh, liquid babies, it's easier for a baby to get more of it, but it's also very nutrient dense. So it's providing them with all the nutrients and the vitamins that, that they need specifically. So starting solids too early might not be providing those nutrients that baby needs. Also, early introduction before four months may also lead to a decreased length of breastfeeding, as I mentioned. So as baby is starting to consume more solid foods, then the demand for breast milk is going down. And that's obviously going to lead them to a lower supply, which over time, if baby is eating more and more solids, eventually that can that will lead to milk production dropping and even stopping if baby is not nursing as much. Looking at the introduction of solid foods from a holistic nutrition perspective, many do argue that it's best to wait until at least six months to allow the digestive system time to mature. So the theory behind this is that babies have leaky gut when they're born, which allows antibodies in the breast milk to pass through the gut to support the baby's immune system. Think about baby's gut like a chain link fence or the lining of their gut. Things easily pass through there. Well, when we're feeding breast milk, that's what we want. It's allowing baby to absorb the maximum nutrients, uh, antibodies, the proteins baby needs to get the optimal nutrition from that milk. Well, if we're feeding foods that our baby is not quite yet able to digest, the, those food particles might be passing through the gut lining which then the baby's immune system says, wait a second, why do we have food particles in the blood and might then create antibodies, which could lead to food allergies. And furthermore, the baby's gut flora is not yet established. It takes time for baby's gut flora to build up. So now that we understand some of the risks or the issues with starting early, are there benefits to waiting? Waiting allows the digestive system more time to mature the lining of the intestinal wall becomes stronger, potentially decreasing risk for food allergies, optimal growth, development, and health. And this is really just because the longer baby is on breast milk or formula, we're really optimized the amount of nutrients that they're getting because it's so specialized to what baby needs. Baby is often more willing to self-feed. So my son, for example, at five months old, if I sat him down in front of food, eh, he might play around with it. But versus, you know, six or even seven months, then he was actually willing to, to reach for it and feed. Increased immunity, possibly. So this is really just as babies are receiving breast milk longer, breast milk, of course, has many different immune factors that is really helping baby's immune system uh, to build up and become stronger. Lower risk for obesity. So we talked about that. There's some studies that indicate the sooner uh, starting babies on solid foods earlier, like before four months, is possibly linked to uh, increased risks for obesity and then maintaining milk supply. So the longer baby is nursing, the longer mom is maintaining that milk supply. So let's close this episode by answering Another hot topic question. Is food before one just for fun? 
maybe you've heard this before, it's often stated with the argument that baby's nutrition should come primarily from breast milk until age one. While we, of course, know that breast milk is an extremely important part of baby's early diet, uh, one thing to consider is that starting complementary foods before the age of one is important to provide certain nutrient requirements. So we talked about those earlier, um, the iron, especially in zinc. It's extremely important for baby to be receiving these nutrients as they are becoming depleted and mom's milk is not providing enough of them in most cases. It's, it's extremely important for motor development. So by the age of one, baby should absolutely be able to self-feed and working on the hand-eye coordination as they're bringing food from the tray or the bowl to their mouth. Uh, I think it's important for taste preferences. As baby is trying different foods, we really have the opportunity to broaden their palate and help them, you know, establish taste preferences for certain foods. And then as well as practice chewing and handling food in the mouth. So hopefully this episode helped you to understand that there is no right time and I hope it inspired you to advocate for your baby's health. As parents, I think the most important thing we can do is respect our baby's signs of readiness and approach this exciting time with intention. So don't forget to download your free copy of my protective nourishment guide by clicking the link in the show notes if you want to optimize your little one's health from their very first bites. Next episode, I'm going to talk about the biggest baby-led weaning myth that might actually harm your child's health. Until then, remember your little one is like a blank canvas and you have the power to create a beautiful work of art.